So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day, and I'm so glad you took a little bit of time out of your busy life to tune in. Uh, Today, we're talking about why recovery will change future generations, and this is a a near and dear subject to my heart. Um, You're going to see this as in our interview this week with Ken Harrison from Promise Keepers. Uh, I actually just literally, like, you know, 10 minutes before I hit record here, um, was sitting down with Dean Briggs and we were talking about this. Um, He's got an incredible resource that is going to be released to you guys in a couple of weeks. Uh, But what we're talking about today is really based on a personal experience that I had recently. Um, I'm going to try to backtrack a little bit and give you some context and then we'll go into it. And before I do that really quick, I do want to mention that if you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, we're doing live trainings there every week. You should be there. Uh, this is going to give you a chance to grow and really to get a live experience. You know, the podcast is great, but it's recorded. You you might hear something and go, oh, I wonder what he means by that. Or uh, I tried this and it didn't work or it kind of worked, but I'm not sure if I'm doing it right. Um, being on our Facebook group is going to give you a chance to just get real time live feedback from me. I would love to see you in there. We're going to do weekly trains every Thursday afternoon. We're going to leave the replays up. So if you're like, I can't make that time, it doesn't matter. You can watch the replay. We're getting tons of comments on the the one we just did last week. Uh, that was all about just how to find your roots in three days or less. And uh, and I would love to see you there. So links in the show note. In show notes, it's called Deep Clean Inner Circle. And uh, like I said, it's a private Facebook group. Would love to have you in there. So. I have one grandparent who is alive still. Uh, it's my grandpa. He's my dad's dad. And of all the grandparents that, well, I mean, maybe even to give a little bit more context, I've only actually been able to meet two of my grandparents, and they're both my dad's parents, because by the time I was born, my mom's parents had passed away, and uh, they they lived in Malaysia anyway, so we, we wouldn't have had as much of a relationship with them, but we never really got to know them. Um my grandpa has given me a deep sense of belonging on planet Earth and a really deep sense of purpose in my life. And I don't know exactly why that has been the case, but when I look at him and when I learn about his life, it gives me confidence in the person God's called me to be and that I can do something. I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, um, but it's just like the more I understand my lineage, the more I just appreciate who I am, where I've come from. And the more excited I am about the future. So um, my grandpa recently came down to our city. He lives about two hours away. He's been very cautious around COVID. He's 91 years old and he just doesn't want to you know, risk dying to an infection, which I can totally understand. And so we haven't seen him a ton the last couple of years and that's been tough. Uh, but, you know, it's just the way it is. And we've all gone through different uh, challenges with COVID. But, you know, obviously things have changed now and we're kind of back to normal-ish. And through a couple of different circumstances, he wound up coming to our city and staying with my parents for uh, about two weeks. And he, you know, my parents lived just around the corner. So I was there just about every single day. And 
asking him questions and trying to understand more. And and this is a little tip for you guys. If you ever do want to bridge the gap and build a relationship with somebody who's, you know, older than you by at least a generation, uh, but I would say especially if they're, you know, maybe two or three generations ahead at that kind of grandparent age, one of the best things you can do to show respect and honor to them is ask them to tell stories. Just ask them about their upbringing and their childhood and what was it like going through this or going through that if there were, you know, major global events anything like that, they would love that. They would love to answer your questions. My grandpa loves telling stories. And um, I had a particular conversation that inspired this this whole thing. And I, I literally just was having tears in my eyes as my grandpa's telling a story that I've heard him t- tell like I don't know how many times, but I knew every step. I knew the exact phrasing he was going to use. Like I know this story well, but it was just so cool because I'm like, this is amazing. I'm getting time with my grandpa. I'm so glad he's alive still and I get this privilege. And I'm so glad he's so sharp. You know, he's 91 years old. He tells it the exact same way as he did when he was 71 years old. And and it it was really, really special. And so, you know, um, for me, it's just really moving to kind of hear these stories and, and learn about somebody. And um, all that is to say is your, your grandparents or maybe it's not even family, but just people further ahead in life that are maybe some kind of leader or mentor in your life, they will have no problem telling their stories. They love it. Um, But my grandpa told a story in particular, and I wanted to share it with you guys because this really put things in perspective for me for my own recovery journey, and I know it'll do the same for you. So my family, if you go deeper into my lineage, what you'll find is that we actually have a very rich history of Hindu faith leaders. Uh, not rich because I have that kind of value for Hinduism, but more just rich as in they were they were very prominent leaders. Uh, and generally, faith leadership in those religions is a gener- uh, generational thing. So it's just kind of assumed that if you are a faith leader in Hinduism, your child probably will be as well, and so on and so forth. Somewhere along the way, uh, we know it to be about five generations back. So my grandpa's, um, my grandpa's grandpa had a conversion. And so he converted from Hinduism to Christianity. We don't know the details. Um, India is relatively hostile to other religions. And um, it's worse now than it was back then, but it still would have been there. And so the the story was, was masked, I, I believe, for that reason. And so we don't really know what happened. Uh, so there's a conversion. And then the next uh, lineage, the next, uh, I guess, son underneath becomes a pastor. And he is the first of, of what would be four generations of pastors because then he gave birth to my, my grandpa. Um, and then my grandpa gave birth to my dad. And then my dad gave birth to me. Um, none of these people actually gave birth, but you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, these guys obviously created a lineage of, um, of pastors in, in our family. And that's been really cool. And I'm very honored to be a part of that, that history. My, my great grandpa who, um, who was the one to, to convert, was obviously very devout uh, to his faith. We know that. What we also know is that he was incredibly wealthy. And so he had a lot of resources. And on both sides of my family, particularly on my dad's side, there's not a lot of wealth. And uh, you guys have probably been able to maybe read between the lines a bit. I've become really fascinated with the whole concept of, of long-term generational wealth these last, I don't know, probably the last 8 to t- 12 months. 
And so I was quite intrigued by that because, you know, I sometimes I find it a little bit discouraging to think like there's nobody in my family that's wealthy that I can look up to and glean from. Um, not even really any indicator that like our families ever had wealth, you know, which is just kind of strange. And um, and so I've, I've sometimes felt alone in, in not that I'm pursuing wealth, but I'm certainly taking it more seriously than my lineage. And I, I, I imagine we all would like to have more wealth in our lives. So it was interesting learning that. I didn't know that. But then uh, he said something, and this is what I really want to share with you guys. Um, he said he was very wealthy, but he lost it all. And when you hear that, you think, oh, you know, the business went under. He made some bad investments. Um, maybe he got robbed or got cheated out of a deal or, you know, um, sometimes children, you know, play nasty tricks on their parents and and steal, you know, money or whatever. So those were that's kind of where my head went. And he said, yeah, he was an alcoholic and he was never able to get his addiction under control. And whew, man, that just hit me in like my core. It was like, whoa, like even in my own family, people have lost everything because of addiction. And, you know, here my dad and I, you know, struggling with pornography and we're thinking that there's something wrong with us and, and that... Um, you know, why we shouldn't be struck. We're pastors and we're faith leaders and we're respected men of integrity. We shouldn't have these problems. And it was just, it just gave another layer of context of, oh, but there's actually, there's some history here, right? Like there's, there's, there's a lineage, uh, maybe something spiritually that we're fighting generationally. Uh, but maybe it's, it's even just the fact that, that our family is actually still learning how to cope with the cares of life without developing bad addictions. And um, what what killed me was not just the presence of the addiction, because to be honest, addiction, I, I, I take it seriously, don't get me wrong. I'm very aware of how debilitating it is from my own experience and what we witness in our clients. But at the same time, I've conquered addiction. So I, I don't have that that um, that intimidation of it. It's to me addiction is so minor now because I know it can be conquered. It's why I love that you guys are listening to this, and I'm so excited for you guys and your breakthrough because I know you're going to conquer it too. But the thing that killed me was not the presence of the addiction; it was that they lost everything. And I wanted to I wanted to share this story with you guys today because the reality is, if you can find a way to get free. If you can tackle the root issues of your addiction and, and do this the right way and actually get free, you have the potential to not only, not, not just to pass down an inheritance to your children of purity and integrity and holiness. That in of itself is worth everything. But it's also, it what it also does is it gives you a chance to actually keep the good things that God has entrusted you with. Because my great, great grandpa was wealthy, and he lost it all because of his addiction. And because of it, four, the next four generations lived without any wealth, and, and in some cases, borderline poverty. So do not forget that you getting free of your addiction is not just about your kids and their kids not being addicted, although that is very important. Part of this is actually about you being able to hold on to your things the good things God's given you so that you can give them a comprehensive inheritance, not just one of freedom and purity, but one that is maybe of wealth, one that is of possessions and, and valuable things that you can pass down to generations. That's what this is about. And that, that's what's on the line here if you don't get free. 
So your future recovery will change future generations. It will. Because number one, you're going to show them what it looks like to walk in freedom. But number two, much more importantly, is you're actually going to be able to pass something down to them instead of losing it all. Because that is where addiction ends. I don't know if you guys know this, but but nobody makes it to the grave without losing considerably if they have an addiction. We have people call in to us every single week. People who have lost it all. Their wives have left them. They've lost businesses. They've lost investment properties. They've lost relationships. They've lost ties to churches. We, we have a guy in our program. He was excommunicated from his church over his porn addiction. So people are losing all the time, and what they lose is not just impacting them. You don't know if you lose everything, if the next four generations live in poverty because of it. So this is serious stuff, and what I want to encourage you with, and what this story just drove home for me, is guys, we we need to take this stuff seriously. Freedom is not a joke, and if you do get free, you have no idea the kind of dominoes that might be falling generations after your death just because you made the brave move to get the help you needed and to get this stuff out of your life once and for all. It is not just about you. It's about your future generations as well. So I want to thank you guys for listening. If you're serious, if you're really serious about this, I'm going to put my booking link in the calendar, okay? I don't normally do this on the podcast. I'm going to put my, my booking link. There's a little video that just explains how we do what we do uh, and why we do it that way. And then if this looks like, hey, I think I want to do this, then you can book a time. It would be my pleasure to jump on a call with you or to have somebody on our team jump on a call with you. Uh, I still take some, so so you might get me, you might get somebody else. But this is going to be a chance for you to get the freedom you deserve so you can not only set yourself free, guys, but so that generations, four, five, six generations from now, your family is walking in integrity in wealth, and the fullness of all God intended them for. Have an amazing day, guys. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Thea again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.